podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for the week we have all been eagerly waiting for. It is officially week one of Big 12 football, and we are kicking this off the way we're going to be handling every Monday show. Jamie Steyer. Hello. Andy Metz. How's it going? Guys, welcome back. Welcome to be here. I know we've been a little bit uh, in and out the last few weeks. We wanted to get our, our season previews wrapped up. I had a few other shows that I wanted to get done before the summertime was over and the season kicked off. You're sick of us. I get it. I mean, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to get burned out on you before <laughs> we got into the season and there was no way to bail out of it. So I thought, you know, just, 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 you know, that's fair. You gotta, you gotta build up a reservoir of patience. When you put it that way. That no, that's all right. I was just going through withdrawal over here, but no, I'm joking. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, so obviously this is game week. We've got a lot to get to today from obviously non-conference games, no TCU, SMU, uh, mean bunnies, and uh, chewing gum. So let's just start with, I think it's the biggest news that impacts this week. No TCU, SMU. The game has been postponed um, due to an unspecified number of uh, players who are either have tested positive or have been in contact with those who have tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, so there's no TCU, SMU on Friday night. I am personally disappointed because that was one of the better non-conference games that we were going to get from the Big 12. Um, I would have just, I would have picked SMU to at least cover, if not win in that one. But it is a little bit disappointing and it's, it's not a great sign to have something already going wrong before we've even gotten into the first game of this for the Big 12. Um, how are you guys feeling after this news? Does it make you more nervous or does it just kind of like this is just what we need to get used to just go ahead and lean into it and let's just focus on moving forward yeah I think it's almost just as well that something happened week one because like you said like this is gonna happen there's literally no way around it and it's better that people just see right off the bat like yeah no matter how much you really think that 
we're doing our best still things like that are going to happen get used to it i do um it is kind of a bummer as an iowa state fan seeing that i think that our game is going to potentially be pretty close which we'll get into later but it would have been nice to have another uh potentially very competitive game to kind of take some of the pressure off us to be <laughs> the ones that are having to really show up. But yeah, I think it just kind of is what it is. It's better that people just rip the bandaid off and see what's happening right away. Yeah. I mean, I was honestly just a little surprised, especially since like right after news of that broke, the, the news came out of the big 12's like requirements for what it would take to have you postpone as opposed to just playing through it. Yeah. Timing um, of that know, was interesting. You have to, yeah, right. You have to have 53, as long as you have 53 players on the roster, one quarterback, four defensive linemen, and seven offensive linemen who are available to play, then you have to go ahead and play the game. You can't postpone it because of COVID. And so that, that tells me either that certain position groups were hit really hard, um, or they had a lot of people just throughout the entire roster um, who have been either diagnosed with COVID or, you know, in close contact and required to quarantine because of it. And so... Um, you know, or I guess the, the other option is that maybe that those aren't, you know, those are for conference only games, but I would think that they, they would have specified that in, in, in the release. So, you know, it just seems like either they've had a, a massive infection, um, or there's something else going on here and it kind of targeted a few people with, with maybe some bad planning or just some really unlucky circumstances. But it makes me wonder because like, you know, there, there's news recently that, that Kansas, who has a ton of, you know, brought all the students back. They're dealing with a gigantic outbreak right now of COVID among the student population. Um, you know, so they either have to really hope that they can isolate the athletes really well from what's going on there, or Kansas might be having something similar happen, um, you know, very early in the in the conference schedule. So the, the fact that we're getting used to seeing this now and kind of knowing what it's going to take is probably a good thing because I, I, I agree. I don't think it's realistic to think that all the conference games are going to go off without one of them having to be postponed. Yeah, it's it's not just Kansas. You know, look at uh, uh, for Oklahoma State, Stillwater. Uh, I believe, if, and this is according to the Ocali, which is the student paper, relative to population, Stillwater is like 13th in largest case increase in the entire country. So, like, this is what we knew would happen. This is what they were hoping. I think to kind of get out of the way early. And and remember, testing results come back. By the time most testing results have come back, some of this has been you know a few days or a week older. So. Hopefully we have games on. I think we're going to have games on Saturday. How many have? We'll see. It, we still got a long way to go to get there. But I mean, we had real college football this weekend. There's real college football being played. FBS versus FBS football being played. So, I mean, we're going to get football. They're going to play as many games of the season as they can. Uh, and I'm just going to try from here on moving forward to just focus on on those things because I don't. Like, I don't want to say, like, dwelling on the things that aren't going to happen. The only thing that's disappointing about the TCU-SMU game is you're just, there's no, like, let's just be honest. This game is not getting rescheduled. This game is canceled. They can say it's postponed all they want. The two teams do not have um, idle weeks that line up with each other. The the first open weekend for both teams would be December 12th, which is the weekend of the Big 12 title game. So unless, assuming TCU doesn't make the Big 12 title game, which I'm going to go ahead and assume they don't, uh, I also think that's, like, the week after the AAC title game. Like I just, I think this game is off, um, which which stinks, uh, but it is just, I mean, just get used to it. I think that's, that's what we're going to have to see some this year. Yeah, one of the other things that they had said was, well, if one of TCU's open dates, you know, or or another date becomes open in the middle, but like the only way that happens is someone has to cancel because of COVID. And 
Like, I, I don't I don't think that they could logistically on the fly kind of pivot to bringing either S or, you know, bringing them to TCU's location if they were supposed to be somewhere else or kind of dealing with that. Like, it would have to be a fairly um, quick cancellation to to allow that to happen. And I think there's just logistically not time to really cram it in. It would have to be like someone tomorrow says oh just kidding like if k-state was like we're not playing the season and then they could have like several weeks but just the way that like having been on like travel parties and stuff for athletics and not even on the scale of football but even just with basketball like there's no way that you turn that around in a week yeah and it's not worth it either. No, no, you just. I mean, it it, it probably is a little easier to. because they're basically in the same location. Like they're not that sure. far from each other at all. So that would that okay. would theoretically help them if an opening did come up. But it's going to require a lot of things to happen with enough notice. So like, I think it would have to mm-hmm. almost be a case of, you know, say say we get to, you know, before TCU's first bye week, and a week and a half prior to that, SMU's opponent for that one has a huge outbreak and is going to have to cancel games for two or three weeks to get it under control. That theoretically could be enough, but it's going to take a lot of coincidences like that happening all at once. Yeah. Going just down the a, right timing. We're going down a, <laughs> a, a rabbit hole of not even like if, if the a and then B, and this is like when teams are like, okay, so this team could make the playoff. If these <laughs> other eight teams lose out their last three games, uh, this team over here wins out to benefit. Like we're not playing. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. And play this that one game. ends in a tie. Yes, right. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not gonna play this game. So let's just go with TCU. SMU probably called off for good. Um, okay. So one of the big things that happened. We're gonna talk about Iowa State here, Jamie. This is your neck of the woods. Uh, Iowa State reversed oh, course yeah. on a decision that we all kind of viewed as poor when they essentially were going to allow forty percent of their stadium to be filled with fans. That would have been far higher than anyone else. Every other Big 12 team is either at no fans, i.e. West Virginia and Kansas for week one. Uh, everyone else is roughly at 25%. TCU uses, some said that by number, so like TCU is 12,000, which is roughly 26%, but everyone else has pretty much been around 25% capacity. But Iowa State was like, ah, you know, we're good. We're going to go with 40% capacity. That That's fine. We'll make that work. And then subsequently decided to have no fans for week one. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Thoughts, Jamie? Yeah. The the context there also being that Ames has been variously labeled as anywhere from one to three in the country as far as cases per, I don't know exactly what the metric is, but as far as increase in cases relative to population, um, and they're actually in the top 10 in the world. So yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot of blowback there, especially considering um, our governor just about a week ago decided to shut bars back down in six counties, including uh, counties that surround Ames, the one surrounding Iowa City where the University of Iowa is. Just things aren't being contained well in Ames. And so for that to come up, uh, there was a lot of just anger and frustration because, you know, they were saying, oh, yeah, we're going to go on with 40% capacity for football. But these, especially considering it was in very close timing to that decision to shut bars back down. And so people are saying, oh, so we can't have people sitting in 
a bar with 20 people, but we can have, you know, however many thousand people. And so it was a pretty quick blowback. It was a pretty quick reversal, of course. Um, the discussion I've had with several people, I mean, pretty much everyone I've talked about it with has said, if they hadn't shot quite so high as far as the capacity goes, you think that maybe they skate under the radar. Because if you say, hey, we're gonna have 25% capacity, we're gonna have 20% capacity, you maybe can kind of get through with that. It was just trying to go, we were talking at uh, Tailgate Society and trying to figure out, we were thinking that it might've been the highest percentage capacity since March of any major sporting event, because we're talking pure numbers. Obviously there's been quite a few people at some races and stuff like that, but as far as percentage of capacity, it would have pretty far surpassed anything else that we had seen happening yet. And so, yeah, you go from, we're going to try and have 40% to, you can't really just tear it down from there. You can't say, oh my gosh, you're so right. We're just going to have 25%. Like that's just not enough when there's that kind of backlash. So now we're down to no, no fans. And I think it's better for the city as a whole. It's obviously a huge bummer, but if we wanted to be able to go to football games, there was a lot of things that needed to be done before this weekend. So, you know, they say when you fly too close to the sun, you get burned. That is like, that's just, Come on, guys. Like, 40% just seemed a bit silly. I don't... Whatever. Yeah, no I mean, fans you know, now. I mean, I was talking with some people close to the athletic department in, in KU, kind of talking about what they had looked at and why they decided to go no fans. And they basically had said, once you get packed, even in like a, you know, a stadium, um, you know, the size of like Kansas is, like if you, once you get past about 7,000, 8,000 people, um, the, the number of people you have to have on staff there to make sure that people aren't coming close in the common areas, you know, or at the, at the ticketing gates, like to get into the stadium, the amount of people you have to have is roughly the same number of people as you are trying to get into the stadium at that point. And it's just, it's not realistic to try to go through all the measures for all the comments. So like, I'm even looking at, you know, places like, like uh, Oklahoma, that's a 25% cap capacity, but have 20,000 people or Texas, who's going to have 25,000 people. Like that is a lot of people to try to cram. And I don't care, you know, how big your stadium is, just restrooms and, you know, whatever concessions you might have. It's going to be very difficult, I think, for them to, you know, use these well, social the entry distancing gates things. Even. Right. Yeah. That's what a lot of people were pointing to is like the restrooms and the entry or exits. Like, right. You, what do you, you either have to there? let people in over the course of like six hours to make sure that there's enough social distancing to allow everybody to get in safely. And then what do you do with the people that are, that have been in there for, you know, six hours before the game starts um, that are, you know, having to go to the restroom or having to get something to eat and drink? Like, how do you keep them out of contact with anyone else? It's just, it's, it's a nightmare logistically for athletic departments that haven't really been doing this sort of thing that haven't really been keeping or like trying to really do this. And they don't have as big of a staff as a lot of the professional teams that are, you know, trying to bring in like, the Kansas City Chiefs, I think, are bringing in like a total of like 12,000 fans in their stadium, which is bigger than any of the other stadiums, you know, that or any of the stadiums in, in the Big 12. They have a professional staff that's been working on this for months to try to get this set up, you know. And so, like, I, I just don't think it's realistic to think that we're going to go off without a hitch with some of these bigger capacity stadiums that are going to try to bring in a quarter of the fans that would normally fit in there. Yeah, I think... You could argue that one of the benefits of having the week off between the non-conference game and the conference start 
is the ability to evaluate how this week goes regarding fans and then make smart decisions during that time before you start getting into conference plan, trying to figure some things out of, is this going to work? Do we need to reduce capacity? Is this going to be okay? Or are we jeopardizing things? So it'll be something to keep an eye on, definitely how things are going this coming weekend and then the subsequent weekends afterwards. Okay. Uh, I I do have some concerns about Iowa State this weekend, though. Aside from no fans, and aside from the opponent, um, apparently Matt Campbell's lucky gum, the gum that he chews on the sideline of every game, cotton candy bubble yum, has been discontinued and is apparently very now, now very difficult to find, period. Um, I'm very, very concerned for the Cyclones' success this season if, if Campbell's not able to uh, sit there and smack his cotton candy bubble yum. I tell you what, um, I'm I'm still unemployed, so I'll be dedicating the rest of my week to scouring the uh, countryside of Iowa. I'll be hitting every gas station in pursuit of uh, cotton candy bubble yum. It's all for the of the university. I'm just selfless. Look, 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 I'm just imagining what is going to happen with Iowa State fans if Iowa State goes like one and nine this season because they can't find any of the bubble yum for him. Like, how bad is bubble yum going to take a PR hit, especially in the Midwest, from Iowa State fans that are flooding Twitter, that are doing everything oh, they possibly can? If I were them, like, I'd be I'd be put together a care package. Yeah, like, I mean, frankly, right. Th- this is one second. of those things. Either you know they're going to reach out to Iowa State athletics and like send like. 17 cases of this just for Matt Campbell to have, um, you know, if if the season starts to have problems. Um, or, you know, Iowa State fans are going to get them to bring the flavor back entirely. Just, you know, start yep. produce, producing it again because there's going to be Look, that kind of Look, we have nothing better to do. We, we literally have nothing better to do in <laughs> Iowa. We're not allowed to go to the games. We're sitting there watching it on TV anyway. We might as well pull out, pull out our phones and send a flurry of extremely good tweets ha- to Bubble Having Yum. been on the wrong side of Iowa State Twitter, like I, I definitely <laughs> do not envy the Bubble Yum Twitter team right now. I'll be crowdsourcing ideas for hashtags, so go ahead and, and send those ideas to me. <laughs> be coordinating the campaign. <laughs> Look, I, I will say... You know, if, if there's only one week that he's not able to have it, let's make there be some sort of disruption when they play at Kansas, and, and I'll be just Don't fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, in general, like, I, I think it'd be absolutely fascinating if, you know, they have all kinds of problems until he gets the bubble yum, and then they take off, and I would absolutely... I live for superstitions I, I would live like to that, see frankly, the documentary so. that get Like, I would love to see the documentary that gets made, you know, that, that, that E60... <laughs> Or, or the 30 for 30 that gets made about Bubble Yum and Matt Campbell. So if you have any idea or happen to have a supply of Cotton Candy Bubble Yum, uh, reach out to Jamie on Twitter. That's J Stiz at J-S-T-E-Y-Z. Just shoot her a DM. And uh, we're going we're gonna to make sure that football is played. Now, after this season, I don't know. You might want to just go ahead and walk away from Matt Campbell without his Bubble Yum. But at least for this year, if we, if we can get through one season, uh, that should be – Okay, I don't want to do the math on how much bubble yum is required to successfully get through one 10 game season because that sounds like a, a lot of time for me to spend doing something I don't really want to do. But let's just assume it's a bit. So if you guys have some, if you've got a stockpile, you, you check your local grocery stores and gas stations. And if you can get some, uh, let's make sure that Campbell's got his <laughs> chew so that uh, Iowa State can have a good season. Um, Iowa State's a good fan base. <laughs> Having your debt. <laughs> 
I, I, I wouldn't count on any uh, Hawkeye fans helping you out, though. Sorry. Well, it's not like they have their own games to watch. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> they would they would love to go 1-9 and nine this season. They would love that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's look at the games this weekend. And, and what I want to do is we've got nine games. Take your team out of it, since each of us have a, a, a favorite team that we root for. Which non-conference game this weekend are you most excited to watch? Oh, man, you had to do that to me. I wasn't going to give you look, the easy answer. I'm breaking the rules because I am no. all in for Big no. 12 After Dark. Okay, no, no, no. You cannot like, I wouldn't Coastal care who's playing Kansas. there. The fact that it's Big 12 After Dark, I am super excited to be able to watch the so Big 12 to break the rules. extremely yeah, late right in the day. Right Andy, but I, want to I, I, I will come up with already. another one, but I just had, I mean, Big 12 After Dark, I've been looking forward to. I knew it was coming for like two months now, and so I was I was absolutely thrilled to see that it was going to be Kansas there, because not only is it a game I was going to watch anyway, but like now I can enjoy the entire rest of the slate and not have to worry about if Kansas were to somehow get upset by Coastal Carolina, that ruins the rest of my football weekend. So Fair enough. Okay, so, but other than, look, well, we all agree, Big 12 After Dark is awesome. <laughs> And if you think I won't be up till 1 a.m., like holding my eyeballs open with my fingers, trying to watch this game while my child stays asleep with no sound on, or at least headphones in the phone, I will watch it. But, Andy, aside from Kansas, go back to the original premise, which game are you most excited to watch? Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, I I think I'm going to have to go with with the Iowa State game. I think it's probably going to be one of the more competitive games. You know, I'm interested to see how Iowa State is going to uh, to be kind of be able to to, to get the season started off. Um, I, I probably would have gone TCU SMU, but obviously that one's not on the slate anymore. So um, yeah, I mean the only other one I, honestly that really interests me would be that Iowa State Louisiana game. I'm gonna watch them all, but but I think that's the only one that I'll be like riveted, like have to watch. I I okay, so I have two reasons why I will be interested in the K State Arkansas State game. Um, the very far and away number one reason is that I really like that their mascot is the Red Wolves. Um, I feel like I might adopt them as a secondary team just because I think that I would like a t-shirt with their logo on it. Uh, but as far as the actual football part goes, I like that it's a matchup with a extreme, what seems to be an extremely underrated quarterback. Uh, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas State's Lane Hatcher is ranked number 10 on the list of all the FBS quarterbacks of pro football focus. Like he's only trailing Sam Ellinger and Brock Purdy among like big 12 quarterbacks. So he's like way up there. And so I don't know, I'm, I'm very much like monkey brain. Like I like action. So give me like good quarterback play any day, especially when who knows what kind of slot we could see in some of these games like you don't know what their practices have been like you don't know what the focus is like so I tell you what if if you're telling me what kind of situation is going to make a game more generally entertaining I think having a good quarterback especially game one will be be interesting well at least one quarterback will be good in that game (laughs) yeah I have something uh yeah I'm kind of with you guys like I'm 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 not going to pick a game versus an FCS team. And I'm sorry, I'm not paying $50 to watch Oklahoma-Missouri State. Uh, oh, UTEP is basically an FCS team. No, there are better FCS teams than UTEP. I still don't know how they actually won that game. 
uh, against. Did they play Houston? I think they played Houston Baptist. Um, but UTEP's undefeated, so hooray for Texas. Um, I probably would have picked SMU TCU just because I think that was the best opportunity for. I say best opportunity. It was most likely like upset. Like, am I going to watch a team where I don't think the Big Twelve team is fa- should be favored in this game with that? I like Big Twelve after dark. It, I'm going to watch it just for the sheer like just kitschiness of it. But I and I and Louisiana Iowa State's going to be awesome. But I'm kind of leading to Kansas State, Arkansas State, too. Now, Arkansas State, I will admit, I live in Arkansas. Um, if you don't know the story about Blake Anderson, who's the head coach of Arkansas State, and what happened after his wife died from cancer, and that whole program, and his story, like, it's hard not to root for them and to root for him to have success. Um, when, when you, they did a, one of the, you know, because college football game always has to find some sort of like make you cry story on a Saturday morning, which is always fun. But they did a story on, on that whole situation, which was, you know, you never want to see a grown man cry, but sometimes it happens. Um, I I think I lean toward Arkansas State, Kansas State too. I really think Louisiana, Iowa State is going to be fun. I don't feel good about Iowa State in that game. I know I'm supposed to, and I know that I should, but Iowa State in season openers has been nothing but like... <laughs> Like, I think Iowa State will win that game. I just think it will be closer than it should be, even though Louisiana is a good team. I like well, Arkansas State, Kansas State, because also Arkansas State played a hell of a game against Memphis on Saturday. And so I actually think that game will be closer than most people think it should be. The, the most Iowa State thing in the history of Iowa State would be that we go through all this, we get to the point where we're opening the season. And it's supposed to rain in Iowa all week. So the most Iowa State thing to happen would be on Saturday, we wake up and it's pouring and it's lightning and the game gets canceled for weather. So do a little reverse rain dance for us. That's that's happened. We're a little concerned. The worst part is that that's happened in the not so distant past. So it's like, it's yeah. like fresh yeah. enough. You know, I, I do have to say, though, I will reiterate what I had said. I think it was about a month ago that Iowa State's not playing an FCS team and they're not playing Iowa. So they should be just fine against Louisiana. <laughs> if we get on the field, we'll be, right. we'll, it'll be a success in itself. You know, another game that I'm kind of looking at just because the potential for disaster is the Louisiana Tech at Baylor. Like, there's a lot of questions surrounding Baylor. So like I will I will be watching the Iowa State one for sure, but I'm definitely going to keep, you know, paying attention to the Baylor one. I'll be flipping back during commercials, just kind of hoping that I'll get to see a train wreck happening and and <laughs> just so that I can go and focus on like that and hope be like against hope, be like, yeah. "Oh, so happy the train wreck is not KU." Uh, you know, obviously it could still be at the end of the day um to kind of cap everything off, but at least enjoy the fact that Kansas might not be the only train wreck this year. Yeah, so that's three games on Saturday morning. Obviously, Louisiana, Iowa State, Eastern Kentucky, West Virginia, Louisiana Tech, Baylor. I'm looking forward to watching all three of them. Uh, and when I am, I don't know about you guys, I like to start my Saturday morning college game day off with a cup of coffee with a little something in it. I finally found some creme de tequila, which is like my favorite thing. Uh, Ooh. Yes, thank you. Uh, um, but when it comes... I'm making a cold brew cocktail. Mm. Well, I'm going to go with coffee. I'll have, a, I'll have a beer. Don't worry. I can double fist it once again. No, start. cold brew coffee cocktail. Ooh. Well, I don't know yeah. what coffee you guys like, but the one I'm going to be drinking is Lazy Fair Coffee. 
Lazy Pear Coffee, ethically sourced coffee beans from around the world, roasted right in the heart of Big 12 Country in DFW, LazyFairCoffee.com. Sponsored for the show this season. Go to LazyFairCoffee.com. That's L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R. Coffee. That's C-O-F-F-E-E. If you don't know how to spell coffee, which you probably should know how to spell coffee at this point. Uh, LazyFairCoffee.com. Go get yourself a bag or two. At checkout, use 1012, T-E-N-1-2. Get 10% off of your order. Okay, this stuff is really good. I promise if you are a coffee snob like me. And look, I get it at work. Like, I'll drink whatever we have. Like, we got to fill a whole pot. We'll drink some Folgers. It's fine. It's just, it's coffee. You know, on a, on a Tuesday when you just want to get your work done, you just take whatever you get. But on a Saturday, when I've got some time to actually, like, pull out the French press, boil the water. Oh, that's the good stuff. Take the fresh ground beans and make myself a nice, tall French press of coffee that I'm going to drink throughout the morning for myself while my, me and my daughter were at Spot, Watch Sports Center until I get her to actually go, da-da-da-da-da-da, which is what I'm really trying to do because it would be <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I want to have a good cup of coffee. So I'm going to be link, drinking Lazy Fair Coffee this season. I hope you guys are too. So go to LazyFairCoffee.com. 1012 is your promo code. Get 10% off your order. I think you guys will like it. I need to write that down. I need more coffee. My fiance's not going to like that I'm going to buy more. <laughs> Why? Oh, because I've got a lot already, but that sounds really exciting. So I just keep getting more. So there you go. It's good stuff. I'm going to get. I'm gonna try and get both of you back. But please go get some. They're great. I love having them as a sponsor. I'm a big coffee snob, so having a coffee sponsor is a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, okay. So let's wrap up on this um, because we have a, I forgot to tease this at the beginning because I'm an idiot. Uh, we got a great interview with Connor Hitchcock of Homefield Apparel coming up here uh, after we wrap cool. up here yeah. with a very big announcement that I'm very excited about for this coming football season as well. Uh, so guys, I want to wrap up on this for our first uh, season preview, whatever. I need to know your picks for the Big 12 title game. Jamie, you're up first. I am. You yam. Oh, no. I, oh, this is, oh, boy. That's. I guess, Andy, do you want to jump in and let her continue? Yeah, to... I, I will I... jump in and save the day here. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be extremely boring. I just, I'm having a hard time seeing anyone other than Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people that really think that Texas is, is going to really push this year. I just don't see it. You know, Tom Herman having to change his entire staff, um, having to kind of deal with all the COVID stuff. I just, I don't think they're going to be as sharp as a lot of people seem to think that they're going to be. I think they're going to waste the final year of Sam Ellinger, um, assuming that he decides to leave, you know, after the whole eligibility change it, rule changes. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I just don't see how Texas stays competitive throughout the entire season. Uh, so, so give me Oklahoma State and Oklahoma in, in the Big 12 title game. All right. I've made a decision. Uh, so since I don't have any shame, if my pick's wrong, I really don't care. But if it's right, I can point to it as a badge of honor. So <laughs> I'll say Oklahoma State and Iowa State, because that's what I want to happen. And you know what? I'm used to being disappointed. So if it doesn't happen, no skin off my back. But that'd be pretty cool, huh? Not picking Oklahoma. Jamie, this is going to be a fun season. It really is. Um, I, too, will stick with Oklahoma. I have no reason. I don't care about what's different or blah, 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 blah. I know they've had some guys that have decided to opt out for this season um, that are going to have a big impact on the defense. But I have no reason at this point not to believe in Lincoln Riley 
that he's just going to get them back there again. So I'm going to stick with Oklahoma. I, too, have gone back and forth on Oklahoma State and Texas a lot um, for a variety of reasons. And, and maybe it's my maybe my fandom of Oklahoma State has almost made me too jaded towards them screwing it up somehow. Um, I'm going to go with OSU. I'm going to go with a Bedlam rematch in the Big 12 title game. I, again, it wouldn't shock me if Texas got there. But I I I think things are set up better for OSU. It's so hard in a season like this to to not to have with so many different intangibles that are completely out of your control or, or completely unpredictable. But I'm gonna go with the two teams I feel most confident in across the board coaching uh, experience. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna go with OU and OSU as well. That's that's who my pick is to get there. Yeah, I just don't see Texas even coming close. I, I'm not stupid enough. I've seen too many um, bets about that go horribly wrong. Um, <laughs> there's there's actually someone I listened to that uh, lost a taser bet because he kept making them, and finally is going to have to get tased. Um, you know, so I, I'm not going to do anything that crazy and go out on on a limb that much. But I, I honestly would not be shocked if Texas finished fifth or sixth in the Big Twelve this year. I just don't see it this year for them. No, I. There's too many people who have Baylor way too high for me, and I don't understand. Oh, no, no, no. As much I, don't, as I don't have Baylor very high like, either, but I just don't think uh, Texas is going to be that good this year. I, I don't see Texas worse than, like, fourth, especially with, with Doug and out at TCU. I just think the top four teams have, are just too far ahead of everybody else, like OU, OSU, Iowa State, and Texas. So, at worst, to me, Texas finishes fourth. Um, they have too much talent. And if that defense is healthy and Chris Ash does the job he's supposed to do, like – it, it all depends on how quickly the new OC and DC are able to come in and, and implement their systems and get everybody on the same page. If they're able to do so, you're such an ash, then I think Texas gets there with against Oklahoma. If it's if the lack of a true offseason hampers them, like it probably is going to and really probably should, then I just I have a hard time not picking OSU. So at least we're on the same page. We are. And then there's Jamie. Who oh, sweet Jamie. Yeah. Uh yeah, because you know, hey, what's it? What's it matter? If something weird's gonna, here's my stance: is something weird's gonna happen, so I might as well be bold, and maybe I'll be right. I like it, Jamie. I like. Look, it. if I was gonna go real weird, I would say we we're gonna have something like West Virginia and Texas Tech. Let's just go like all in crazy. All right. You're... Well, no, I want a chance to be. No, right. that's that's not that's no. <laughs> Andy. I, I don't know what you were smoking, drinking, whatever before you hop on the pod, but let's not do that again, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, all right, guys. Uh, this has been fun. We will be back uh, on Monday with Jamie and Andy. Stick around after the uh, short musical interlude. Connor Hitchcock, Homefield Apparel, going to talk about how the company came to be. Uh, that includes a, a missed field goal by Indiana uh, and a very big exci- uh, exciting announcement uh, for this football season uh, with us and them that I'm, I'm thrilled for so stick around for that and uh, we'll be back later this week to make our picks for this weekend's games all right very excited about today's guest for a couple of reasons one is a company that i am very excited about uh, both as a, a shopper and as a college football fan uh, also very excited about them as they are an official sponsor for the podcast for this football season which is just 
awesome, both as a fan of them and to have them as a sponsor. Uh, and also just because this is just, this is just fun. I'm, I'm, you know, when you, when you find something you like, you always want to know more about it. I, want, I think it's the Enneagram. I'm like a five. So when I find something, I'm like, just dive head first as deep into it as I possibly can. I'm not going to, this is not an Enneagram podcast. I'm not going to go down that hole. Um, so very excited. Connor Hitchcock from Homefield Apparel joining us today. Connor, welcome to the 1012, sir. Thanks, Philip. I appreciate it, man. And for all that's worth, I'm nine, uh, if you would like to know that information. So I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> like my my wife, and she's got some friends who are really into uh-huh. it. Same. And my wife is a one. Same. She's very, uh, and it, she's like the one who wants to be a two, or was it, is it, she's the one that wants to be a two? I think that's, or is it two? That, yeah, one that wants to be a two. Uh, it took them a while to figure me out. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, whatever. It's, it's neat, but I, yeah, well, this is, we're just going to bail on this because this is getting really complicated way too quickly. Uh, so for those who don't know about home field apparel, um, this is a, let's say college athletic apparel company. Um, you guys are based out of, out of the Northeast and I believe Indianapolis. Um, and you guys have, let me just say as a college sports fan, my big thing when buying shirts is that. I, and this isn't a shot at like Nike or Fanatics or any of them. Those aren't the kind of ones that I want. I don't just want your generic Nike slashed or here's the school logo or whatever. I want I want those unique things. And over the years, those have been so hard to find. You know, like go to boutiques that has some licensing agreements mm-hmm. or you've got to go to like Etsy shops and find some cool stuff. Especially like I love that stuff for like Oklahoma City Thunder. But when it comes to sports, I want some unique things. And you guys... Like as soon as I found out about you guys, I was just like, this is it. This is exactly the kind of stuff that I like. And look, I'll just be up for now. You guys don't have Oklahoma State yet. I know you're working on it. Um, but like I want to buy the things from Hawaii and Pittsburgh and Tulane because it's so neat. So I, I, as a, let's just say as a fan of yours, I'm, I want to know how did you guys get started? And, and at what point did you go, this is the direction we want to go with our apparel? Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate the kind words, first of all. Thank you. That uh, It always means a lot. Um, but it actually started as uh, all good things do with Indiana football. <laughs> um, and so I am from Indiana, grew up here, went to school at Indiana, um, live, as you mentioned, live in Indianapolis now, um, which is where we run home field. Um, but I was a student uh, in the mid 2010s at IU and um, I love basketball like all good Hoosiers but I feel too attached to the sport um, I, I coach high school basketball I feel like I know too much I feel like when I'm watching a basketball game it's I just can't enjoy it for just being like primal fan I feel like I'm analyzing our like the strategies where this past season using to like hedge the pick and roll like you're sending guys way too it just didn't feel like a fan it just felt like I was nitpicking things. Whereas with football, I know nothing about football. I'm from Indiana. And Indiana football is a thrill. Uh, it always pretty much ends the same way. Um, burning, uh, just lighting ourselves on fire in front of the national audience uh, in the fourth quarter against Michigan or Ohio State. But I love it. It's just so much fun. And so when I was a student, um, it's really, that was the pinnacle of what we had called the time chaos team. Uh, which you all know, you get an alert on Twitter and uh, you see IU has a lead against Michigan in the fourth quarter, so everybody turns it on and we do something stupid. 
but we had really fun, really fun team at the time. Um, Jordan Howard was uh, had an incredible year for IU after transferring to UAB. Kevin Coleman played for IU. Nate Sudfeld was the quarterback. He's back up for the Eagles now, but he was incredible. But we'd go like five and seven with five NFL players on our offense because it's just chaos team. We make a bowl game in 2015. And this was the first time, I believe, since 2008 that we made a bowl game. And so we go to the Pinstripe Bowl. We play Duke. Goes into double overtime. Um, and if the field goal is sent to triple overtime, kick goes up. It's good. Um, thrilled about it until it's called no good um and so that moment right there was really probably when home field began uh or the the ideation for home field began um because prior to that point i was a student studying marketing at iu i had made a mocked up a few stickers some shirts that about 20 or so, so 20 or so stores in indiana were carrying um, we had a little brand name for it called Who's Your Proud. And so using those skills and the screen printing in my college apartment, I made a shirt, um, now graduated, but I made a shirt that said the kick was good um, in reference to this bowl game. And it sold like crazy. Um, and so while I'm working in marketing in Indianapolis, the success of this shirt opened my eyes to, well, if I did this on a licensing scale with our design, with being really tapped into things that aren't generic IU logo or insert school logo, there could be something there. And so um, I was still running this Who's Your Proud thing on the side solely to Indiana while I was working, um, had gotten licenses for IU, Purdue, Indiana State, Ball State was proving that uh, be successful what we were doing had some legs to it. And so then I uh, spent a year at my, my old job planning for what would become home field of spinning off this collegiate licensing arm of who's your proud and making it its own thing called home field. Uh, and then I left my job in July of 2018 to do so and launched the brand in August of 2018 with IU, Purdue, IUPUI, Butler, Ball State, Indiana State, Evansville, and University of Southern Indiana is how we started back in 2018. And it's just kind of been a snowball since then. So I have to say as an Oklahoma State fan, um, Hearing that there's a shirt called The Kick is Good hits a little bit close to home. Um, <laughs> and suddenly I feel like I need one of those in orange and black uh-huh. uh, to, <laughs> for my inventory. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you guys now have, is it around or north of 90 different mm-hmm. schools that you have a pair yes. for, correct? Yep. And so there's, there's 90 schools. Um, what we've been doing this summer um, since July is this thing called Big New Saturday. We launch a brand new school each Saturday at noon Eastern. Um, and it's been a blast. We started out with primarily FCS schools or mid-majors, and since then we've had some P5s. I was telling you before, a couple ones that are coming up that we're keeping a secret that we did not expect to be uh, happening this launch, so we're really excited about it. It's been a lot of fun. So both as a, a fan of football and a fan of social media and a, and a, and a guy who works in marketing, the big new Saturday has really blown up for you guys. So for everyone who doesn't know, so each Saturday they unveil, or at least let me rephrase that. Each Saturday you guys put on sale at yeah. noon um, the new batch for a different school. You you tease it earlier in the week and people have pretty much figured yeah. out what it is very, very quickly, which yeah. is fine, but it, it builds excitement for that Saturday. Uh-huh. Like 
since that has started, and, and it's become a big social media thing, like a lot of the people that I follow who are big just college sports fans, I mean, sure, they have a team, but they're just fan of sports. So they're they're going to watch and, and root, when I say root, watch and enjoy whatever is, is fun about it. Talk about you guys all the time. Like it has become a social media thing in college mm-hmm. sports to get excited about what's going to be unveiled and uh, what you guys have coming up. How how big has the success of of Big New Saturday been? Like, what was your expectations for, and how have you seen it kind of grow since you started it? Yeah, my expectation was certainly not what it is. It has become um, our third week of Big New Saturday. We launched UConn, and it's the sales equaled our Black Friday 2019 sales when we launched the school. Um, we were not expecting that. Um, it's been eclipsed about UConn three or four times since then. Um, so we just have a new normal. It's, I mean, it's just, it has, in a time where a lot of small business and people are obviously hurting, we felt very fortunate. Um, and it's just taken us to a whole new level. Um, just with the schools that we're now getting licensed for that we didn't think we'd have a shop for for a long time. Um, we're just doing something different. Right. And uh, but even though knowing we were doing something different and engaging in marketing in a different way than most apparel brands, um, we did not expect it to, to go to this level. We're to the point now where we're scheduling or having to, to tell schools not yet right now, which uh, you had told me that a couple months ago. I would not have believed you. So, yeah, it's been it's just been I and mean, we doubled our fulfillment staff team, our team staff last week. Um, so wow. yeah, or two weeks ago. So it's just been a wild ride. So have you seen new schools agree, like <clears throat> agreeing to to sign up as because of the big new Saturday and the excitement around it? Yeah, I think um, we tried to communicate prior. You know, this is how we do things differently. This is how we market differently to schools because what's the difference if it's just another brand that makes nice apparel? That's not super inspiring. It's not a really inspiring story to tell. Um, but when we're able to show people, this is how we market, you know, here are the numbers and it's why it's different. Especially now when so much traditionally of collegiate apparel was based on bookstores and that is not happening right now um, with the pandemic. So we're able to demonstrate through so many different metrics, but really it's the story we're telling. And when you can go on social media and be like, just look at this response. Um, this is unlike something you're, anything you're doing right now. Um, and that's, just honestly been our fan, our, our, our community and our uh, followers on social media who have just made it so much bigger than we ever could, right? Um, there's just like a, we'll go onto our website at like 1157 and just see just so many people just waiting to see what drops. And that's a really cool thing. And that doesn't happen without the community of people who come around us. So for, to give a kind of a, an understanding of some of the schools, like you have everything from Baylor, Iowa State, Iowa, Michigan State, uh, Maryland, yeah. to Virginia Tech, to like your SMUs and your Creightons yep. and your Daytons, but then Bradford. Belmont. And then we're doing uh, two of the ones you recently released, Slippery Rock. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Slippery Rock. I had, literally had to Google. I was like, what What even is that? Oh, Colorado yeah. School of Mines, yeah. uh, Wayne State. Like you've got a, a broad variety. And it's it's not just like, like I think for normal people, you're like, I don't want a slippery rock. Why don't I? Why do I care? Yeah. But then you see the stuff that you guys are able these these archives of logos and things that you guys are able to have access to that are just 
awesome and unique and fun. And it's the kind of it's the kind of apparel like you see somebody wearing and you're like, oh, that's awesome. What is that? Where did you get that? Like that's that's how I view everything you guys put out. Like I've got I've got two in the cart. I gotta get. Um, I need an Iowa State shirt. I mean, I'm, look, I'm an Oklahoma State fan. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is a Big Twelve show. Like I want one of the Iowa State shirts. Right. I'm gonna buy one of the Slippery Rocks. Like the Slippery Rock thing is just the most ludicrous. Like just, and I'm also a big fan of like weird mascots. Oh yeah, and, like. Minor league baseball team mascots is one of the best things in the world to me. Like, come on, you've you've got a, a a team that's called the Mac, like the Mac Daddies, because it's macaroni and cheese. Like, I that yeah, we're good. Just just give me all that nonsense. Like some of the stuff you guys have is just so fun and neat and unique. And if you're just a fan of college athletics, like this is just it's if nothing else, it's cool stuff to look at. Yeah, it's been it. That's what we love to do is just really just dig in and see things that aren't used before. And our team knows how, how and where to look for these logos and to find not just what looks cool, but also the story behind them and things that have meaning. It doesn't pack nearly as much of a punch if it just looks cool, unless you have like a story behind it um, because it then assigns meaning to it. So, yeah, I mean, we love doing it. We love, um, like we have Syracuse coming up this Saturday. We love doing the Power Five too obviously because they're bigger and they give us more opportunity just because they're bigger but also you know we love going in and we love making unique apparel for drake you know or lipscomb or um ohio university which isn't a small school but it's still like a, a, a mid-major so yeah it's it's a lot of fun for us regardless of what the school is and what the national profile or brand of the school is certainly yeah no i just and that's a neat thing, especially like you guys, one of the fun things you guys do with your, uh, your big new Saturday is you've been kind of, people have been taking pride on their school stuff, like outselling mm-hmm. the last schools yeah. on that first Saturday. It's released. like, it's the most, which is the most like college football or college sport fan thing ever to be mm-hmm. passionately proud of the fact that more people bought shirts for Pittsburgh than, UConn, which so the, the yeah. rankings the point like Pitt still not, has has had the biggest new Saturday. Then Virginia Tech, UConn with the sad Husky, which is great. Slippery uh-huh. Rock, Michigan State. Slippery Rock sold more apparel on the first day than Michigan State did. I wonder if just like grasp that for a second. Yeah, that was Slippery Rock University outsold Michigan State and Tulane, and the Tulane Green Wave is awesome. And Hawaii, like that's yep. crazy. Well, yeah. So you know the tie with Slippery Rock and. Michigan though, right? You know that's why. Uh, yeah, because Michigan is the is the they they've been announcing the score of Slippery Rock since like the 1970s during the games because it was yeah. like just random, and now it's like this thing they do that's tradition. Uh-huh. So it's tied to Michigan, which basically means that uh, Michigan helped uh, Slippery Rock beat Michigan State, which might especially about on par with like App State beating Michigan. I think that's about that's about right. Yeah, that's right. I do remember App State did beat Michigan in the mid 2000s when Michigan was a top five team. I do remember that. Yeah, um, yeah it um, no, it's fun, man. I mean, there's a little bit of bias in terms of like when we started this big new Saturday uh, back on July 11th, like it was a much smaller thing. So if you were a fan of uh, maybe a Tulane or Hawaii, maybe you're like, what the heck? It wasn't nearly as big then. Or like UConn, you know, you have you have a baked in like, oh, we know we, we need to shoot for now. If you're Syracuse is weak, because they're definitely trying to beat UConn because um, they hate each other. But <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so there's a little bit of bias there. And so it's really unfortunate for our UConn friends. We have a lot of good friends that are 
and followers that are UConn people, but sorry. <laughs> it is fun though. It's people have treated it like a sport and that's kind of what we tried to do with it is um, we didn't know if there's going to be any college football at all this fall uh, with the big 10 country, which I'm in and there's really not. And so we figured might as well treat this like a sport, you know? So that's what uh, we've done so far with big news Saturday and it's been a blast. Uh, so, like, on, we are a Big 12 show, and at this point, you guys have Iowa State and Baylor. And yeah. Baylor stuff's there's, – there's some nice Baylor stuff. Uh, you've got some really, really neat – Iowa State has some really cool old school stuff, like, yeah. just from, like, the 70s and 80s. And you guys have some really good – I got uh, – I have the uh, the angry walking uh, – uh, the marching side tee is yeah. the one in the bucket that I got to get because that's, that's stinking awesome. Um, obviously – can't tell. I, I I know that you guys are working to get more uh, yeah. Power Five and Big Twelve schools in London. There's some good Baylor stuff in here, by the way. I'm not this oh, yeah. knock on the Baylor things. Um, so I, I am curious. You and I kind of before we started recording talked about the complexities and difficulties of trying to get uh, get the rights to different schools. I don't people realize like you think you just oh I'll just make some stuff like no no no. Yeah. This is it is it's almost political level like paperwork frustrating dealing with things trying to get branding rights for universities right. but um for those big 12 fans who listen to the show who really who have seen your stuff are going to go see it and be like oh my gosh I, I really hope that they can do my school yeah. uh, how can they help you guys to try and land the other big 12 schools and get them on home field apparel yeah i mean um one thing that a lot a lot of licensing athletic departments take into context is what the fans want you know you'd hope they would be serving their fan bases right and so we always love requests because then we can show a school that people want not just i don't want just an iowa state shirt i want a home field iowa state shirt um you know so reaching out to us always is helpful but beyond that sometimes you know your school might have um, a gear twitter or social media account like xyz school gear Sometimes there'll be a licensing account. And, and we don't say to go spam them because we don't want to ruin their lives. Spam them. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, it does help, right? How are they to know? It, it means a lot more if an alum or a fan reaches out than us because we can say whatever. But people who are really invested in stakeholders and a team or a school, um, it, that word goes further. So um, thoughtfully, kindly requesting us and not yelling at them. We don't care if you if you bully us. We have a lot of people who always say, make XYZ school cowards at us because, you know, that's kind of our persona online. Don't say that to uh, the the athletics or licensing social media accounts. You can also always email them too, again, courteously, not bombarding them. Uh, but, you know, you can always Google XYZ school licensing and you can see the ways that you can request certain uh, brands make their apparel. I mean, ultimately, it, it they these these licensing athletic departments are there to, in theory, serve the fans, right? So you'd hope that um, that input is helpful to them, certainly. Yeah, you guys have a so. Do you run the social media accounts, or does somebody else run the Twitter account? Because I run the you guys Twitter have account. A, I run. The okay, Twitter, so yeah. Bravo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is a ton of fun. It's the perfect balance of like entertaining 
for like everyone and also just the right amount of like poking at things just to get yeah. fan bases riled up just <laughs> like not not insulting or over the top or mean in any way shape or form but just the right amount of like hey hey you hey <laughs> hey do you see what they said like uh, you know riling up somebody against somebody else it's great oh, yeah. it's fantastic well i appreciate that and the way we want to do it what we with home field, whether it's doing well or it's doing poorly, it's like, if we're going to do this thing, if we're going to go down swinging, we're going to go down swinging the way that we would do it. If we're going to do it well, we're going to do it the way that we want to do it. We want to be successful in the way of who we are. You know, we don't want to be somebody else. And so the way we approached the Twitter account um, was, we're just going to treat it like it was my own personal Twitter account, because that's really a reflection of what we started the brand to be was um, my and the team's idea of how we want to run things, you know? And so it, uh, it's been successful and um, not to have like a confirmation bias to continue to do it, but it has, it breaks through the noise, right? Because everybody hates brand social media accounts, right? It's just, it's like, yes, you walk in, it's like, how do you do fellow kids? Like that one, I mean, that's <laughs> is basically every brand Twitter account. And so like we, we recognize we, we try to get in front of the joke that like we understand we're a brand and it's like we're gonna have to put stuff out there like buy this t-shirt but we we always like to say that we take our product very seriously but we don't take ourselves very seriously and so we hope that's communicated we always understand there will always be a layer of we are a brand on twitter still or we're a little more buttoned up on other social media platforms for better more well-adjusted individuals to society but yeah, that's the way that we try to do it with Twitter, at least, you know? Yeah. No, it's like, you've got it figured out. You guys are doing great. Um, Big News Saturday is so much fun. Uh, obviously, Syracuse, This will when this comes out, Syracuse will be out, and we will already have been teased to who the next one is. It's, that's right. That's going to be a big one and lots of fun. I'm, I'm excited for you, for what you guys have coming out. Um, I'm just going to keep as an OSU fan, tagging OSU gear uh, <laughs> on a regular basis. Never mean, just yeah, maybe enough yep. that they start to, maybe Never. other people will retweet and like and comment so that we can get some, oh, look, selfishly, I just want some, I want some old school Pistol Pete. And uh, I've said all the time, if they ever let anyone do any sort of like uh, Pistol Patty apparel, like my yep. daughter's, my wife's going to get annoyed by how much my, my daughter's going to have. There we go. It's going to get, it's going to get gross. <laughs> so, ah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, man, um, for everybody who, who isn't yet or doesn't know, Homefield Apparel, go check them out. Go scroll through, especially if you're an Iowa State or Baylor fan, they've got your stuff. If you're just a college sports fan, go see the stuff from UConn and Slippery Rock and Michigan State and Syracuse coming out. It is some awesome stuff. Um, we are excited to have them as a sponsor for the entire football season. Uh, so make sure at checkout to use 1012-TEN12. Get 10% off of your order there. So, I mean, look, it's college football season. It's the time to buy new gear. It's the time to buy cool stuff. Plus, you get a discount. Uh, is it still free shipping uh, for every order over $50? Is that right? Yep. Correct. Okay. So they, so go buy two. I'm buying two. I, that's how I convinced <laughs> my wife. I'm just like, yeah, but I get free shipping. You use that on me all the time. Is if you spend a little bit more, you get free shipping. So oh, yeah. turn around and do this back. That's the plan. So, Connor, man, this has been great. So excited about this partnership. Can't wait to see all the great brands you're going to bring out every Saturday. Like, this is almost better. Like, get college football actually happening, and we get big news Saturday. This is yeah, awesome, man. There we go. We'll kick off some football that way. Yeah, we're excited about it. We're excited to come on as a sponsor. So, thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. 
Absolutely. So everybody go check out homefieldapparel.com. Go follow them on Twitter. You will not <laughs> uh, you will not regret it. It, is, it will not disappoint. And Connor, man, uh, looking forward to this season and uh, hope to talk to you again soon, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you having us on. Network.